0: Hi, I'm Tiffany Roberts, a recent college graduate, and this is the latest episode of Millennial Myths, a podcast dedicated to debunking the most common political myths among young Americans through a combination of on-the-street interviews, personal stories, expert analysis, and much more. This week, we're talking about the student loan crisis in America. Americans today have hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt. And as college tuition continues to rise, the student debt crisis increasingly gets worse. Some politicians, like Senator Elizabeth Warren, suggest eliminating student debt altogether to fix this problem.
1: No country builds a future by crushing the dreams and hopes of its young people. That's why I'm calling for Universal Free College and the cancellation of student loan debt of up to $50,000 for 42 million Americans. My plan will wipe out student loan debt entirely for about 75% of those with debt. It will help close the racial wealth gap, and it will provide an enormous economic boost to America's middle class.
0: So what do young Americans think about canceling student loan debt to address this crisis? I hit the streets of D.C. to find out. Do you think canceling student loan debt is a good strategy to address the student loan crisis?
1: I feel like the debt, as of now, is overwhelming for for students. Yes, because it's an unnecessary expense. It's not valued at what it's worth. It's inflated, basically. Like, um, I wouldn't be in this debt if I was doing the same, same school, like, in the 1980s even. Yeah, so it doesn't make sense. It should be canceled.
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I guess... It would make the people who did pay off their loans pretty angry, I suppose. But it just keeps skyrocketing. I mean, what else are we going to do at this point? People are in hundreds and thousands of dollars of debt. There's no way you can pay that off with the kind of jobs that we're getting after with our degrees. Do you see any possible negative impacts for canceling student loan debt?
1: Yeah, if you're like uh, a loan servicer, yeah, of course, you would lose a ton of revenue. But uh, as far as people in debt, no. No.
0: I don't know enough about the economy to, to comment on that. But, I mean, I'm sure there's some economic consequence. However, I, you know, I don't know. Um, someone's got to pay. I don't know who's going to be paying. I don't know. Someone's got to pay for it. It's like problems can't just go away. Don't go too far. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, heritage expert Mary Claire Amsalam will join me to debunk the common millennial myths on the student loan crisis.
1: Overwhelmed by the 24-7 news cycle? Looking for a way to keep up with the news that matters? The Daily Signal podcast brings you the top news of the day, plus interviews with lawmakers, authors, Heritage Foundation experts, and more on the most important policy debates in America today. If you're a conservative who wants to be on top of the news, check out The Daily Signal podcast, available every weekday morning.
0: I'm now joined by Mary Claire Amsalem, a policy analyst in the Heritage Foundation Center for Education Policy. Thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. So, in America, we have about $1.6 trillion in student debt. Would canceling the student loan
1: debt address the student loan crisis? no it won't and and i know it sounds like an attractive offer and we're hearing many on the left propose this that like let's just wipe away student loan debt and and you and i both know and i'm sure many of the listeners know that you can't just erase that number i mean that number comes from somewhere uh the that number represents uh, loans contracts that people signed up for um i'm very sympathetic to people who have heavy student loan debt i think that this is largely due to our federal policies that have driven up tuition costs but a more inequitable way to be to deal with this uh, crisis is to push that cost onto American taxpayers. A better solution is to talk about, okay, why is the cost of college so high? Why are we encouraging so many students to take on these massive levels of debt that they can't possibly take back? Those are the questions that we should be asking. And unfortunately saying, well, the American taxpayers are just going to pick up this tab, uh, most of whom did not go to college. Um, That's simply an inequitable way to deal with the problem, and, and it doesn't address the root issues of how we got here. Now, some leading liberals have claimed that canceling student loan debt would stimulate the economy. Is that actually true? Well, the reason they say that is that there are studies that have come out saying that uh, high levels of student loan debt discourage important economic activities like buying a house, like starting a family, raising children, uh, starting your own business. It, It discourages entrepreneurship. So those are certainly things we want to encourage. Uh, In our economy. And so I I can only imagine that's where that argument comes from. Uh, What they're not taking into account is how much it would damage our economy to erase student loan debt. Pushing that cost onto American taxpayers would be an enormous burden for American families, uh, which would certainly take away a lot of their purchasing power. And so it's simply you know, shifting one problem area into another problem area. Again, we need to figure out how to drive down tuition costs. We need to be talking about, well, does everyone need to take on this massive debt in order to pursue a college degree? Maybe they'd be better off pursuing an alternative pathway. And what are those options? Those are the conversations that we should be having. So stimulating the economy by eliminating student loan debt, I think that's uh, not the way to deal with the problem. So I'm a recent graduate myself. I'm faced with paying
0: my student loans coupled with high interest rate. Mm-hmm. now that I'm out of school. So what do you think should be done to address the student loan crisis?
1: Yeah, so if you take a look, at, uh, there's something called the Bennett Hypothesis, which came around in 1987, that suggested, you know, maybe this easy access to federal loans that we're giving to students. We're basically saying if you graduate from high school, the federal government will come in and give you a loan to go to college. It uh, doesn't matter where you want to go to school. doesn't matter what you want to study. It uh, doesn't matter what your ability to pay back this loan is the federal government will provide you a loan. Uh, It's a well-intentioned policy, but what has happened is colleges have no incentive now to keep their tuition prices low or even reasonable because they know that students have this, this basically a blank check coming from Washington. And so what we should do is reduce, if significantly reduce, if not completely eliminate, the federal government's role in lending to students and allow the private market to come in and become the primary lender uh, of student loans. And what would happen there is you would have private lenders take into account creditworthiness, which is something that happens in all other types of loans that we see in our economy. A lender takes into account, okay, well, how good of an investment is this for, for me, the lender? Uh, how much can you, the student, how much is your ability to pay this back? And so we wouldn't be giving the same loans to someone who wants to go study um say film or photography as you would to someone who wants to go study chemical engineering. I think that it would only benefit students if we're very clear about the return on investment of those two degrees. And unfortunately, through federal policies we're giving that same loan to, to those two different students and that sends a, a very mixed message about what a student can expect uh, from that from those degrees. And so those private incentives that can be put into the into higher education, would lower the cost of college and would discourage students from uh, making some pretty bad financial decisions. Well, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: That's it for this week's episode of Millennial Myths. In the meantime, please subscribe and share with hashtag Millennial Myths. And please leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.
1: Millennial Myths is brought to
0: you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. It's executive produced by Tiffany Roberts with support from Michelle Cordero, Lauren Evans, Valia Rampersad, and Mark Guiney. For more information, visit heritage.org.